<laughs> we waiting on fans. Hey, you got hit. Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to another action-packed con of all-star wrestling. Three hoes, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Stupid. Blessing the world with gifts. Uh, the gods is back. The gods is black. As always, it's the Black Wrestling Podcast, giving y'all wrestling from a god perspective. It's your boy Cal, represent rockthedub.com, but you already knew that. If you're watching on YouTube, the squad is on the line down there. So say what's good to the people, y'all. Your Ilfam790, your social media choice, aka Sweet Dick Willie Mac. I'm not going after that. <laughs> no, I'm not going after that. Money, <laughs> merch, money making Math Damon 1854. Merch making Mitch. That's what's up. <laughs> now, <laughs> niggas, get shirts, niggas get shirts every day, B. Stupid. Day, no, um, all right. So special, special holiday edition, special Christmas Bay edition. You, you, if you're watching on YouTube, if you clicked on the podcast, you already know what time it is. Price of the brick going up. I'm saying, like, you know, we're, we're doing too. There's too much going on right now. You know, we, we're just too good. Nah, you know what it is? Is oh, I well, because it's like this last year or two. We really we've been putting this man over i mean but it, it's with with good reason you know this this guy electrifying i think you know one of the um we talk about being a quarantine watching wrestling and all that stuff i feel like this man's matches have been some of the most amazing matches some of the most enjoyable matches i've watched over 2020 and he's just getting started former x division champion x division champion former he what Number two hundred and two on the PWI five hundred. He's a he's a num- number nineteen on the BRP fifty from twenty twenty. But uh, we're not going to talk about that too much. Not only did he, we, we we need to. Not only did he wrestle for the TNA or pardon me. Not only did he wrestle for the Impact World Championship not too long ago, final resolution. But a couple hours later. He was in New Japan at the Super J Cup. This is the ultimate finesse here. Chris Bay, welcome to the podcast, my brother. Thank you for having me. This is, uh, you, you were running through the um, the accolades for a second. I was getting lost. Uh, you said number 19 on the BRP. I yes. thought I was number five. I thought I was number five. I, I don't know, though. It's hard to keep track, man. Everybody's got a list. Everybody puts you, huh. you know. In, in categories, I just think I'm I'm uh I'm number one. You know, <laughs> well, you know I was gonna say a- after the year you've had, whatever number you were this year is gonna be much higher next year. Hopefully, you're number one with with, with a championship around your waist. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. though. yeah. Um, yeah. I-, I guess to start off this chat, um, it's been funny to see, especially the last couple of weeks with AEW and Impact. You know. People are hopping on each show. There's a lot of people who are tuning in to Impact that might we've known who you are, but a lot of people, there's a lot of people on Twitter with uh 
blue check marks who were specifically like, yo, this man, Chris Bay, never seen him before, but he's do he, he's really amazing. The homegirl, Britt Waters, echoing statements about, you know, maybe this man might be a whole superstar. I want to know from you, how you feel? There's, there's a, your name is on a lot of people's lips, a lot of fingertips. How are you feeling about, you know, the, the, the newfound uh, fame and attention that's coming to you? Um, it's cool. I like I like the attention, of course. Uh, it's a part of this business and and being uh, an entertainer, you know, whether it's through podcasts or whether it's through, uh, you know, wrestling or music, whatever it is, you want to entertain people and you want people to see you as, uh, you know, value. And um, it's just validation that I'm going in the right direction right now. You know, uh, this has been a weird year for everybody. So for me, uh, you know, I was averaging somewhere around 100 or more matches a year. And then with everything that happened this year, uh, minimizing that to like cut in half, close to, I think I had like 50, 55 matches this year. Mm. And then having 95% of them be off of TV, um, you know, uh, not to say that my growth was stunted, but to a degree it was. So I've been just as critical as, of my work as anybody, you know? So every time something is out there of mine, I'm watching it back and I'm hoping that I feel uh, as strong as, uh, you know, I want to feel about it. I still want to grow though, you know? I don't think that I'm at the best of my, my ability in the ring. I think I'm at my, my, my current best, you know? Um, as far as what I can provide right now, so it's cool that, you know, everything that I'm doing is being receptive well and that people are seeing that and and, um, and thinking positive things about me. It just shows that I'm going in the right direction of where I want to go, which is progress, rather than uh, there be a lot of hype around me. And then, you know, when the time comes, people are like, yeah, I don't see what people see in this guy or uh, I'm just not producing my best quality work. I think what we just saw this past month um, with the Super J Cup and the match with Rich Swan has been my very best work. And uh, I think to do it with our audiences too, um, I think that has something to be said to the conversation as well. Are you, talk about that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. That Saturday night of final resolution is Super J Cup. You, you not only were owning the conversation that week, but you own like, two hours of the wrestling world was just looking at what you were producing in the ring. Um, yeah. Where where does a night like that rank for you in your career? I mean, your career is just gone, but where, where do you play something like that? Is, is that up there close to winning an exhibition championship or some of these other accolades you've had so far? Um, for me, it's the top highlight of the year. You know, I, um, along with my look every year, I try to change something um, about my aesthetic. And then uh, these goals that are um, pretty much like uh, unattainable to to the uh, the common uh, thinker, you know, who's on the outside of the box and and not willing to uh, take down all four walls, you know, or however many are in an actual box, no matter how you turn it, you know, and really create something. Uh, I I just. Last year for me, like I um I got that crazy idea where I was like, yeah, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and WWE are all coming to Vegas within a short stint, 
if I can stamp all three of those, and then I also wanted to do AEW when they came for Double or Nothing, but uh, that didn't happen. So after that, once I saw that there was that window of opportunity to do something that, you know, uh, hasn't really been done in that sort of um, window, and if it has, it's a rare list. I saw that as like a huge goal. So when I look back at 2019, it's like, um, you know, uh, X amount of championships, wrestling the three shows in, in one week or whatever, however many it was. And then now when I look at 2020, for me, it's Super J Cup and in a final resolution and X Division Championship. You know, like those are my highlights of this year for me. You know, that that's what I personally look at as uh, those were goals, you know. Um, once I saw that they were going to be the same day, I knew that it was going to put a lot of uh, pressure on me and a lot of right. opportunity for me to create something special. But for me, I, I feel like I already did because um, not only did I get to do that all in one night and be a part of a lot of people's um, entertainment that night, but I really got to uh, go out there with some of the best and, and do my thing and learn and grow. And that's where I'm always wanting to be is where I'm learning and growing. And so it was just an opportunity that for me, I was stoked on and it's, it's up there top moments for my year. So when I look back and for the rest of my career, this was 2020 when it's come to my wrestling career, this is what 2020 was. Word, word. And it, it's amazing to do that, like you said, in a year where, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of bad things, you know, it, it, it's, it's been really hard for a lot of people. And it, that's why it's always good to uh, be able to kind of escape, you know, a couple of times a week, watch a, you know, hour or two of wrestling, you know, a couple of nights a week. You mentioned switching up your look. And I have to ask, cause I've been noticing <laughs> lately You've got the, the 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 ring gear. It's kind of like a like a Black Panther inspired thing. I don't know how much I've seen pe a couple people comment on it on Twitter, but I'm I'm assuming you know the passing of Chadwick might have had something to do. But talk about you know that but that gear in particular and what that means to you to to, to put that stamp on you this year. So I, I I've um I've always been a big like gear guy. Like gear has always been uh, for me top three of the reasons why I wrestle, you know, uh, to entertain people and give people the feeling that wrestling gave me as a kid to win championships and to have the coolest gear. You right. know, like with, before the video games came how they are now, where you could have a creative character or you can have a character and change, have forced preset outfits under that character or however many you can do now. I, I haven't played a game in forever, but before that I was making, 17 versions of my character in different slots so I could just have 42 different outfits, you know, selections so I could just go through all these. Like, I was spending hours on video games creating outfits, creating outfits. Um, but things just weren't in the budget, you know, uh, chasing that independent grind. Things just weren't in the budget as much as uh, I would have liked them to be to provide me with those opportunities. So much so that in 2019, I wore one pair of trunks the entire year. Uh, they're the mm -hmm. trunks that I, I had, and they're the last pair of trunks I, I wore until I switched back over to tights. So, like, I wore them 205, Ring of Honor, all my Impact stuff, all the championship wins, you know, the match with Shotzi Blackheart, like, mm -hmm. everything they're a part of, you know, that whole year. And um, come 2020 and then uh, switching over to tights, eventually uh, – I had a falling out with my gear maker and I got in contact with main event gear who makes like all the new day stuff. And, uh, 
you know, Edge's current stuff. And a lot of the people who, you know, I grew up watching, I've been a fan of Main Event Gear for so long now that I've always wanted to work with them, but it wasn't really something that was in the budget. Um, and I would say it really is so much now, but the new mentality I've been on is that, like, I'm going to do what I feel is best for me or what's going to make me the happiest. And in turn, I've made room in the budget and I've created more income off of me making these type of decisions now, which is, which is, so, I'm so fortunate for, but, um, as soon as main event hit me up, uh, because we had spoke before, but once I heard their price, I was like, gotta go. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this time around when they hit me up, I was like, man, they reached out to me, you know, uh, because I, ta- you know, I put up that I need a new gear maker. Everyone was tagging them. So they're just like, yo, heard you need a new gear maker. And for me, I was like, man, I'm going to just follow my heart with this one. And I had a conversation the day before or so, uh, the day after Chadwick had passed, I had a conversation with my nephew. My nephew's eight years old now, and he's very um, inspired by me now that he knows, you know, what his uncle does and he can understand what it is, you know, that's going on. And uh, my relationship with him was not much before I left home to pursue this. You know, he was very young and I didn't get to see him often. The one time I remember seeing him was at a barbecue when we were celebrating my dad, you know, coming out of uh, a successful uh, surgery dealing with his colon cancer at the time. Uh, my dad passed away before I was able to start pursuing wrestling. And uh, when, you know, Chadwick had passed away, colon cancer, um, I remember tweeting about it. And the day after, my nephew called me and he was like, uh, yeah, I saw that you said that Black Panther died with the same cancer as grandpa. And he was like, I love Black Panther. I have all his posters on my wall. And as he's telling me this, I'm just like, I think that's what I have to do for my next set of gear. Right. Like, I, th- I think that right there, Down for Glory is the biggest show of the year for us. Um, it's you know my first Down for Glory of many, you know, Next year, I plan on main eventing mentally. So for me, I'm just like, it's time to make that switch into real superstardom and, and, and change up the gear and, and make these these proper movements. And not only that, I knew how much my nephew's a fan of me right now and how he lost someone he looked up to in that aspect. You know, he's still fortunately looks up to me. And it would be a sick thing for him to see that, that you know, that um, collaboration between the two worlds of, of that colliding and uh you know uh yeah the gear just they, they they absolutely killed it with the gear i love it it's my favorite gear and um i i came out at Bound as soon as i put it on at Bound for glory like everybody in the back was you know complimenting it and as soon as i you know came out for my entrance i remember like everyone was on twitter going crazy for the entrance alone you know just the whole aesthetic and i was like yeah, we're, we're definitely on to something now. And then my nephew popped gig for it. So eventually when I stop wearing it, I'm going to frame it and give it to him. Uh, you know, so that's something that he can have. But it it's, it just all made sense. And it seemed like the perfect time in life uh, for that to, you know, I've, it seems like all the stars, like, you know, they all aligned for that moment. And I think it was a great decision. And I haven't gone back since I did the recent year with Main Event Gear. They have two that they're working on for me right now. Um, we, we got some cool stuff in the works. That's what's up. That's definitely that's, that's very dope. Now, you, you mentioned your nephew, um, and I think that's dope 
Um, but it's a lot of young, little young black boys that are getting a chance to see you at the top of the card oh, on nice. their television. Um, there was one point uh, uh, about a week and a half ago where there were four men at the end of the night, four black men at the end of the night on the, on the program. Um, and there, there's been some ado about that. Um, that kind of energy, uh, how important do you think that is, um, especially with representation, the things that have gone on in 2020? Um, how, how's that kind of, you know what I'm saying, kind of got in your headspace? Like, where, where are you at with that, um, I guess, that responsibility? Um, it's crazy because I, uh, as important as the representation is for me growing up, I know that I always wanted to be here, but I never actually knew if I would be able to be here, you know, mm -hmm. because of what I have yet to see, which is a moment like that. And, um, the, the moments for me, I'm always like uh, taking things, you know, step by step by step. So when the match happened, it was like, sweet, okay, cool, we did it. And in my subconscious mind, I was like, this is something special. But it's not until I see it back and, um, you know, it's actually out there for the world to see where I'm like, yeah, this is really like, this is really it right here. Like, we're changing the game. And um, last year, when Kofi won, you know, and he had his moment. For me, and for a lot of people alike, that right there was, you know, that proper justification and validation that, you know, it's doable and that, you know, uh, you know, trust the process and put in that work and trust the energy of our people, you know, and and because collectively we may happen, you know, uh, and not just us as black people, but, you know, the people who also are black who wanted to see us win and who wanted to see us get that. You know, collectively, all that energy combined made it happen. Uh, and then now, for me, that moment right there was like, all right, sweet. So anything's possible. So I'm going full steam ahead more than ever. And now here we are, fast forward a year later, and then we have that match where it's like, damn, I'm trying to think to myself, like, when has this happened before like this? Where, you know, the main event was four <clears throat> black dudes who are positioned not as, you know, any type of stereotypical, you know, goofy characters or, or thugs or, you know, saying like, and then everybody's so legitimate in their own way. Everybody's bringing their own style, their own flavor from a guy like a, a once in a lifetime performer like Rich Swan to, you know, a crossover talent uh, evolved such as Moose, you know, to a dude who just loves wrestling and is the coolest guy you'll ever meet, like Willie Mack, who just, amazes you with the things he could do, you know, some right. of his sides. And a kid like me who came up from being on YouTube 10 years ago, you know, making videos about this stuff and now being a part of it, it's like not only is it just that representation to any young folks, but now it's like no matter what you are, as who you are, it's doable because here's four completely different examples of that Excellent. from four different people. And then it goes all across the board to how many people right now, people of color, are getting opportunity on all these platforms. Um, it's a huge responsibility. But I honestly just think that the best thing I can do is do the best with what I'm given and uh, and the opportunities that I'm given. And I 
can't thank Impact enough, you know, for giving us those opportunities to be in those positions so we can prove that we can get the job done and that it is important to make history. You know, even one of one of our own bosses, you know, had that conversation with me where he was just talking about how, you know, some people make moments, some people make, you know, others make history and he understands how important that is to me and, and to the rest of us alike, you know, and now I get these DMs of people, younger people who want it, or even people who are close to my age, you know, who are already in the business, who the same way that Kofi thing did for me, it's doing for us all as a whole. It's important all across the board. That's amazing. That is amazing. I, I, I think it's dope how, like, you, you know, there's, there's different faces of different companies during different times. And people refer to impact, I guess we can say TNA as the place that AJ Styles built, right? But yeah. now we're we're transitioning into this period where this is about to be the place that you, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, have this is your place, which is some dope shit. We never like we're we're a little bit older than you. We never got to see anything like that. So a lot, a lot, just Alex. being able to crazy <laughs> yeah nah, it's cool you know i uh my boy ice williams said it to me yesterday if you guys know who ice williams is he's uh one of the champions here in las vegas uh and that guy right there is going to be a major star when he gets his shine in this business he honestly just gets it you know from a um entertainment standpoint and he's, he's solid in the ring too but you know that guy has that superstar quality about him. But we had this conversation yesterday where he said, um, when live crowds come back, there's going to be a lot of black people at wrestling shows. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you're, you're so right about that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the time. And it's, it's, I mean, again, impact weekly. I want to say salute to impact for doing that because again, being wrestling fans and catching wrestling on a consistent basis is not to say that other federations don't have, people of color, black people specifically in power positions. But th again, that main event, you know, there, what was the stat that a uh, piece of Darius Lockhart, he had shared on Twitter that uh, 2001 was the last time we saw two black guys fighting for the world title on a pay-per-view, you know, so yeah. we're men of a certain age and, you know, it's, it's been 19 years since we've been able to see something like that. So again, yeah. shouts to impact for that. Um, we, we, we talked about, you, you mentioned Willie Mack. And again, I was I wasn't bullshitting. April, May, watching Impact and being able to see the two of you work, wrestle week to week and get time. You know what I mean? And, yeah. it, and it, it, there was a, and it was it, the the styles going. You've been wrestling Willie for a minute though, right? It's been a couple of years since you guys have really talk about your history with him and and your chemistry working in the ring with with someone like Willie Matt. Man, Willie is. Uh like one of the first people I met that I recognized from TV who uh, was just down to earth. You know, like I remember moving to Vegas and I went to, you know, one of the local wrestlers that had a, um, a get together at their house. And, uh, you know, I'd probably been training three or four months. You know, it was close to Christmas time. I'm new to the city. So, you know, my family is, you know, the wrestling community in Vegas. And, uh, 
I remember going there and seeing Willie Mack there, and I remember immediately thinking about, you know, sitting at my boy's house in Virginia, not even my place because I didn't have, you know, cable or Netflix or any of that. But, like, I remember sitting at my boy's house and uh, watching Lucha Underground on Netflix and on the LA Network and seeing Willie Mack, you know, and just being like, damn, this dude is, like, good. This guy's this guy really good. Um, right. Never thought about what he would be like as a person, you know. Um, but I remember meeting him and, and kicking it with him a little bit at that function. And so I'd be like, yo, this dude's a really cool dude. Like, this dude is like, like any other guy, you know, like the most, you know, uh, easy, easy to talk to, like funny as, as hell, you know. Like this man has me laughing all the time. Like, I'm just like, damn, this dude is cool. I like this dude. And then, Fast forward, you know, a year and a half later, I'm scheduled to wrestle Luchasaurus, and uh, Luchasaurus tears his bicep. So, you know, I show up to the venue in California, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, you got a uh, tonight. You uh, our replacement surprise opponent's gonna be Willie Mack for you." And I'm just like, "Oh snap! Okay, like cool, boom, test, right? Okay, because <laughs> oh, here I am, like a year in, about to face this 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 you know absolute beast of a man who is just so." far ahead of where I'm at at this point and even now you know like shout out to him bro like he's, he's next level but I remember uh the crowd uh you know they have no clue and this is little building in, in California at the time I was doing this 2018 I was doing the story of 2018 it was the year of Chris Bay and uh I, I would come out and cut these promos so I come out and I bury Luchasaurus or whatever and then I do the whole yeah who's gonna come out and you know, uh, learn a lesson in the artist finesse. That's been a thing for forever now. But, you know, I was trying to work on that. And, uh, you know, boom, no problems by chance the rapper hits. So nobody knows whose music this is because when Willie's first switching over to this song, you know, if one more label trying to stop me, it's going to be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby. <laughs> it's the curtain. And everybody stands up and me stands up. Fuck. Oh! And I'm instantly just looking around, like in the middle of the ring. I'm like, wow. First of all, respect. This is what I want one day. Right. And second of all, we already have them. Like, they're already hooked. Line and sinker. Like, they're already going this nuts for him. Oh, we got him. And then the match was phenomenal. We had a great match. Um, I loved it. Fast forward a couple months later, and I was supposed to wrestle uh, Jake Chris. And um, I believe he had got a, a concussion or something. And uh, here I am once again at this venue. And it's like, this time it's like Def Jam Vendetta style venue where we're fighting with no ring. So it's like a club. So I come down the stairs mugging everybody, and I grab the mic again. Yeah, so and so ain't make it to the fight. So who's going to come get this work? Blase, blase, boom. The music hits again, and Willie comes out, and the place erupts. And I'm, and me and him, like, are, are staring down at each other. And I remember this story because I go, why every time I need an opponent to face and someone gets hurt, you, you answer the challenge. And my guy looks around, and he goes, because I'm that nigga. It just stills me. <laughs> and we just, we, just, we just start the match like that. And it's just a hot match, you know, no crowds. And I remember, like just having the time of our lives out there. You know, like, I remember when he got there, it was probably like the match before us because we both had a show earlier we were on, but he was on the main and I was like on the upper card. So I was able to make it to the building quicker. 
And I remember like when he got there, we were all changing on the balcony. And I, and I looked over the balcony when he was putting his boots on and I go, so you want to just fight or what you want to do? And he was like, works for me. So like, we just went out there. So at that point we're super comfortable, you know, like we go from this one fire match and then the next time we're just like, yeah, let's just go out there and throw some, some stuff to the wall. We had a super cool match. Like I remember that's where he put the chair behind my back and like did the uh, Norma Smiley with the chair behind my back onto a stack of chairs. And like everyone's just going crazy. And then, you know, last year or at the beginning of this year, the last bar wrestling, the last show before, you know, this pandemic started, the Mamba show, the Kobe special, bar wrestling, me and Willie, main event, you know, uh, 1v1 at this very special show. And once again, we just went up there and out there and just gave these people like a fire match, a fire, fire match. And, uh, you know, uh, then fast forward to getting to work the whole program with them and the anniversary in the X Division Championship. It's just like, Anytime I get the opportunity to work with him, I will. Like he's the coolest guy ever. He's I've learned so much from wrestling him, and I just think he uh, he brings out some of the best in me. You know, almost like a like a like a perfect foil. You guys are just destined to uh, be be. It's funny because you were also more. I guess it, it, I don't I don't know how much you you were a face. You were a face early this year. And now, like it feels like you 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 turn that corner, and it, dare I say, it feels. Are you more comfortable playing the heel? But you know, really, really getting in there. I don't want to say being an asshole, but really, really getting into that character. I think so. I, um, it was because my whole you know career up until a year ago, really, when uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, or two years ago when I was Scorpio Skies, you know, um, and he was my mentor. I was doing stuff with Scorpio Sky. That's when I kind of turned heel slowly with him and working under him or whatever. And then from there, you know, having a tag team and being a heel at Hollywood. That was the only place I got to be a heel, though. Um, I was a face everywhere for the first three years of my career. So I learned so well how to be a face and how to get over as a baby face. And, you know, going to these towns where nobody knows me. And by the end of the match, people are just, like, all behind me, you know, like, and – uh I learned so well doing that, that I I knew exactly how to get the opposite result, you know, being a heel um, because I worked, you know, one part for so long and uh, first came to Impact. Uh, I had just come off of everything I was doing up there without a cause, you know, being their heavyweight champion and being a heel up there, having some solid, like every month going out there and having these solid congruent stories you know, as a heel and finding new ways to get the crowd to just like, oh, this piece of shit. Like, yeah, but he, he, you know, he's good. You can't deny he's good, but this guy, come on. Like, right. going up there, having the, the funnest matches of my career, you know, Hammerstone, Jeff Cobb, Jake Atlas, Jarrell Nelson. You know, the last match I had there was a triple threat between me, Kevin Knight, now as a New Japan uh, Young Lion, and um, and Ethan HD. You know, uh, going out there doing all those matches um, and then coming into impact the first night it was like uh well you're kind of a face because you know you're from vegas and then i wrestled the first match and you know of course my city behind me and then as soon as it came to the back it was just like you're a heel and i was like <laughs> works for me because <laughs> in my mind like for a national television audience it will be a little bit harder to 
win people over as a, as a face from the jump when you are just as good as I am without being like, a, a, you know, um, somewhat of a, a you know, a underdog. He's taking these L's type, type feel without building it that way, which is the way I wanted to stay away from anyway. So thankfully, right. but uh, I was like, man, you know, being a hero is cool regardless because it gives me time to do more of that practice and do something different than what I've been doing this whole time. And then as a natural, when, you know, you have a good heel run, people eventually learn to just respect you. And then you can get an authentic baby face turn out of that and then really get the people behind you rather than try to force them to like you. Like when we first saw the new day and it didn't work and then they all go heel and everyone's like, these guys are just the best. And then it works organically, you know, like it's just the organic route to take. So I'm glad that it works out this way. It's uh, it's also it, I mean it, it's just funny because you mentioned too uh, you know how long you've been using the, the finesse being a part of your character I mean the, the ultimate fin- seeing you steal a, as good as you are in the ring being able to capitalize on like somebody getting the sucker punch and and you know then going in the ring is it, I don't know to me it's it's the best shit to see on TV because it's real you know in times like this for certain for certain types of people. By any means necessary, you know what I mean. You you yeah, you you, yeah. you got to get over. It. You got to get over. It. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I want you. You also mentioned earlier about you know ten years ago making videos on YouTube. A, a, a while ago, we shared the clip of you with your, your the belt that you got. You know, I yeah. I want talk a little bit about you know what it what was it about pro wrestling that first interested you. You know, who were some of your favorites when you were growing up? And I guess to add on to that, how does that go from I love pro wrestling to I want to be a pro wrestler? So when I first saw wrestling, I'm the youngest of, I have five brothers. Um, so at the time growing up, we I had three of them in the house with me, uh, uh, oldest being 10 years older than me. So uh when I was like three or four, I remember first seeing wrestling and my brother was a big rock fan. My other brother was a big Stone Cold fan and X-Pac fan and Kane fan. And I was huge on uh, Triple H, you know, uh, I was a huge fan of Triple H, you know, 99, 2000. Uh, and what really attracted me to Triple H uh, was the title, you know, um, the shiny belt. You know, I was, I was hooked from the shiny belt uh, perspective. And then um, fast forward a couple of years later, and wrestling is just something that, you know, it's always a part of my life. And then one summer, uh, we didn't have cable uh, or we didn't have a computer for internet or anything. So I had one DVD, and it was the Eddie Guerrero Cheating Death Stealing Life DVD. So mm-hmm. I would watch this DVD every single day, you know, um, every single day. My brother had a book, uh, a rock book, and I would, you know, read the pages and look at the pictures of this book every day. I'm like eight years old at the time. Just love looking at the at the at the pictures. And uh I uh I had wrestling toys, always playing with the wrestling toys, but that Eddie Guerrero DVD, watching his story every single day and then coming from my family, uh, it was a real authentic story that wasn't too far off from the things I had heard, you know, uh, you know, and the struggles that he had with, you know, his alcohol problems and his pills and you know uh, losing his family and 
redeeming himself from all that and making it to the top when clearly he's not supposed to be there. Um, and just how much everybody's rejoiced. And then watching that story every single day, like for so many months, every single day, every single day. I not only was I just a huge fan of Eddie Guerrero, but I, uh, I just, I thought like at that time that that was what I wanted. And it's crazy because I watched it back a couple of months ago for the first time in 10 or 15 years. And uh, it's just nuts how much it still hits, you know, like, and then thinking about how many times I took my phone though and did that moment at the end where he holds the title up on the stage and thinking about how he was talking about how that was for his dad. And then being in the position I'm in now where, you know, 15, 16 years ago when I was watching that, my dad was well alive and, you know, huge and terrible part of my life and a part of my whole addiction to wrestling and supporting it and buying me the toys and taking me to the shows. And then now where I'm at and, you know, being a part of this business and winning championships and, uh, you know, holding them up and you know, always thinking about him and always doing this for him, you know, uh, it's just crazy how much the connection never left. But when I was watching that, I just felt like I really wanted to give that feeling, you know, to everybody. And as I got older, it's something that my mom would say I would grow out of, my dad would say I would grow out of, and I just never did, you know, to the point where it went from me and my dad going to shows together to him sending one of my brothers with me because he wasn't trying to sit through the shows no more to like, right. you know, the last, the last one I went to where he was, you know, dealing with the colon cancer and I went to the show alone, you know, it was the last show before WrestleMania 30 and he just got me one ticket and I was in, you know, senior year of high school and I just loved it because I had no wrestling fans. It was my one time a year where I would get to go to a show and be surrounded by people who love what I love. So like, I would just be in the crowd. And I remember that last show making me sick to my stomach because I was so fed up of just watching it. I was like, man, I got to do this. And I remember sitting at a town hall meeting with my best friend who, you know, he's a professional football player now. And I remember sitting with him and, you know, he's already, you know, been picked up for college the year before. So he's good. You know, everything's, you know, he went drafted. Everything's good. You know, me, I was going to go to college because I thought it was the right thing to do, you know, to be the first in my family to do it, to, you know, whatever. Stuff that didn't actually matter to what I really wanted. And I realized when I was sitting with him and I looked at him, I said, bro, I don't want to go to college at all. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? You want to wrestle? Just wrestle? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, then do it then. And I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, it, it took me a while. But, like, I just never wanted to do anything else. I never saw myself doing anything else. Like, I love to make music, but I never saw myself being a full-time musician. You know, I love to, uh, you know, uh, skateboard at a point. But I stopped skateboarding because I got hurt one day seriously bad. And I was like, man, I don't want to ever get hurt doing this to the point where I would never be able to try to wrestle. Because that's what I want more than anything in the world. That's the only thing that I really want. So I stopped skateboarding. I started lifting weight because I was like, well, these wrestlers are big. I got to get big. These companies, everyone says I'm too small. Like, I'm going to have to get super big. Well, I ain't getting no taller. Damn. And I just saw a post on my Facebook from like eight years ago yesterday where I was, I didn't share this one. Of course, like I shared some, but it was talking about how, I was talking about how I was tired of 
looking in the mirror and not seeing any results and how my dreams are so hard because they're not supported and because it's just me, you know, wanting this that I feel like, you know, nobody around me wants for myself. And uh, it was just hard to do. And I was telling my I was giving up on my pursuit. And I'm so fucking glad that I didn't. Like, I'm so glad that I never let anything deter me. And it may have took for a tragedy in my life to happen, you know, with leaving my dad for me to really get off my ass. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just so glad I'm here, bro. Because now, look, I'm talking to you guys, connecting with people around the world, you know, who love what I love. And, you know, about something that I'm living that was just a dream was just all I, I fantasized about, you know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's a, that, it's actually a pretty amazing journey, you know, again, you, what were you about to say, man? No, you no, I wasn't going to say anything. Go ahead. No, I don't, it, no it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see that, you know, there's some people who they have a natural ability and they just fall into it because that's just, you know, what the way their body is made, that's just, you know, they can go and just do stuff and being able to, you know, that determination. Cause I think that story is key again for the little black boys, little black girls, you know, the, the kids out there who were able to watch impact and see, you know, themselves represented just like the people who saw themselves represented in the black Panther and the movie screen, you know, it's a beautiful thing. One screen or one show that I know a lot of us hope to see you on at some point is uh dynamite. I don't want to say, uh, Kenny Omega's duck in the smoke, but, uh, you know, he, he's only letting so many people on that bus, man. You're yeah, itching again. It's a reason why. You know what I mean? You can't look, you, you can't get showed up by the new nigga. Excuse my language. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's going to be interesting to see what happens at a, at Hard to Kill in January during that six man tag when, when Kenny and, and Rich Swan are able to really, uh, you know, get in the ring and go back and forth. But, uh, you know, do you. I know you love Impact. I, you, you know, again, salute to them for what they do. But you know, is there a potential to maybe see, you know, you going to Dynamite and uh, you know reuniting with with Scorpio Sky? You know, being able to you know display your talents over there. You ever you thinking about that right now? Um, I'm thinking about it because of that whole fact that this is all new, and this is not. This is the first time it's being done. You know, uh, I was in the gym today. This morning, I got up 5 a.m. I go to the gym with one of my buddies who uh, he, he helps me with my boxing and sparring. Uh, but he asked me because, you know, I was telling him, I was like, yeah, man, I uh, just got to stay in the best shape of my life right now because you never know if I'm going to get called to go somewhere on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday. And he was just like, uh, so how does that even work? Like, what's the, what, like, what do you know about that? And I was like, there is no format of how this works because this is the first time this is being done. This isn't something that we already have a routine schedule for because this is just new. So the same how last year I was able to do the three companies in the same time and this year I was able to do New Japan and Impact in the same night. If the opportunity is going to present itself for me to do, you know, AW and Impact and even something else outside of that at the same time in 2021, then of course I'm going to do it because it'll be a personal thing to check off my list. It'll be something that people will say, could not be done and it would be another thing where uh you know it's brand new it's brand new no one's seen it before and if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna open up that belief for hella other people like me who 
can keep looking and be like, bro, every time I think this dude's going to slow down, every time I think that his luck has ran out, his opportunities are done, he creates something totally new that just hasn't been seen before. And if I could do it, I would love to do it under the Impact brand because there's a reason why I'm in Impact Wrestling. There's a reason why I wanted to go to Impact Wrestling. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to show up with that Impact Wrestling t-shirt on, you know what I'm saying, and let people know where I'm from. And if they like what they see, where they can find me because I wanted people to come to Impact. I, I like Impact Wrestling. I love Impact Wrestling. I love the people we have there. I knew when I came to Impact Wrestling, I was going to bring a whole new group of eyes to the product so people could not just say, he's the best on the show, but people could be like, yo, who's this um, Willie Mack that he's wrestling? Who's this Rich Juan that he's wrestling? Who's this this Rohit Raju? I'm saying, who, who are all these people right here that I'm seeing? I like these people. It happened. You know, one of my best friends out here in Vegas, Shogun Jones, uh, just Shogun now, but um, me and him were watching uh, during the time that we're doing the X Division program with uh, me having the championship of Rohit being around. And he was just like, who is this dude at the beginning of the, the entrance? And then uh, by middle of the match, he's like, okay, this dude's nice. And I was like, that's yeah. that's where it's at right there for these people. Because I remember telling a fan at the beginning of the year when I signed the Impact, the news dropped, and they met me at a uh, merch table. And they were like, hey, why, damn, why'd you go to Impact? I wanted you to go to AEW. And I was like, because you're already watching AEW. You're not watching Impact. So if you support me, you can come find me over here and add to our viewership over here. Not just have me be a part of something you're already tuning in to see, you know, and that's just how I feel. So if that opportunity is going to present itself for me to go over there and make it baby W for, you know, select amount of time, of course I'm going to do it. Of course I'm going to do it because it's, it's going to give me more uh, buzz. It's going to give me new opportunity to work with new people who for fans and dream match scenarios, whether it's Cody, Kenny, Darby, uh, another match with Swan, or not Swan, um, uh, Scorpio's guy. If it's our first match with a guy like Will Hobbs, you know, like give, give it, give it to me. I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Yo, AEW is great. Um, yesterday, Biggie tweeted, uh, "There's so many talented and unique black pro wrestlers across across so many companies, and that makes me smile." Um, Really, like lately, and I've I've said something about it lately. You've seen a lot of black performers from different companies because usually, if it, it 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 used to feel like there was some edict from the companies, like don't you dare talk to the WWE, you know what I'm saying? Now yeah. it's like you got you know what I mean, Big E and Faye Jackson and Furton, and and you got yeah. Scorpio Sky telling you know what I'm saying this guy nice match and X Y Z, um. Is that? I mean, I, I guess uh, there was it a point where where uh, folks were kind of hiding their relationships, or, or you know, or not necessarily being able to communicate, and that new freedom. How how does that work? Honestly, I don't know what it is. It must be something in the water, but uh, <laughs> I feel like this year just changed everything from mm -hmm. every standpoint, you know. And one of the biggest points is that people ain't afraid now to show love. You know, like, because I was I was always big on it. Like, I never, like, hid the fact that I was a fan of somebody or that I liked somebody's work or that I wanted to see somebody grow and continue to develop or whatever, you know, like, I never, I never was the one that, to hide that. I saw people who, you know, would keep it, 
kayfabe or you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, I'm in character. Oh, I don't want to give this person too much or whatever their personal reasons for not showing love was. Um, but now everybody, like you said, bro, like from just different, um, just the lack of a better word, levels for people from different levels, all just, you know, sharing that same common ground. This it's just something about the year, man, where people people lost a lot of loved ones. People lost a lot of, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, financial, you know what I'm saying? People lost a lot of their, their regular standards of living and a lot of their expectations for what was going to happen, you know, uh, for this year, you know. Um, I just think everybody just got a lot more love now. And for me, I know I've always been this way, but I am even more amplified now to show more love and to talk to more people and to let people know what's up because uh, I don't want me to be the next one to be suddenly gone and for people to not know how I felt or not know what I thought about them or how they inspired me. That's why when people compare me to people like Kofi or whatever, you know, sort of whoever they want to compare me to, I will give respect to those people because I respect those people. I love these people. I love their work. I love what they produce. And I'm very proud of them. I'm very happy for them. And I'm thankful for what they did before me so a guy like me could do what I do. But, you know what I'm saying, I also am my own individual, so I will protect that as well. But, nah, it's all good. I'm all I'm all for the show and the love. I'm all for coming on the, the podcast and talking. You know, what what I say? I said, you know, we had to go through so-and-so. When so-and-so didn't get it done, we get it done. Because I don't right. have time, you know what I'm saying, that to be the lane that we go in. Because I care about you guys. I care about the platform. I care about the love. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, always shown me since we, we um, you know, said this is day one, you know? Right. So Facts. that's how we just got to keep it. I think that's a that's a, a, a beautiful note to end on. You know what I mean? I, I was going to say, you mentioned showing love. I wanted to say thanks to you for, uh, it was the one video with you and Katie. Y'all were going back and forth and you had the, the hoodie on. I mean, you know, it was, it, that was, it was a beautiful moment because, uh, you know, I'm not going, we've been, we've been doing this thing for a bit and, uh, to see, you know, brothers like you and, and, and I'm saying, I'm Fuck saying, all that. Fuck all that. We, we straight up say, yo, this nigga is it. I'm, facts. We facts. told him off the rip. This is it. What, yeah. uh, what, 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 what did we do? We told them. <laughs> this is it. Well, because because uh, I see a lot of fuck all that shit, Cal. Nah, it's, we it's, told it's, them. It's, it's it's crazy because it's people that say you know Chris Bay that's the future. It's like he is the future, but he's also right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he's putting yeah. he's putting in work right now. He will be putting in work in the. Matt, come on, man! It's I the holidays. To, I'm just waiting for my. I'm just waiting for son to get on every every promotion and show up. They best man. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I'm waiting on. I'm I'm mute my, I'm mute my own mic. Fuck this shit. <laughs> I told y'all uh, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we got to get out of here. Uh, Chris, thank you for coming on the pod. Really appreciate you. Um, for people that don't know, or people who are just now discovering you, let the people know where they can find you on social media, where whatever your your, your best platforms. Let them know where they can find you. Okay, so Twitter and Instagram, right? You can find me at Dashing Chris Bay, Dashing Chris Bay, B E Y, not B A E or B A Y. I know that's a frequent, but 
It's B-E-Y. It's my dad's last name. It's my last name. Put respect on it. Uh, uh, it's, it's definitely important that if you want motivation, you come over to my Twitter because uh, I do drop a lot of motivational quotes and a lot of people don't understand where those come from, but they come from uh, the quotes just that I see that help me out through my daily, uh, you know, day to day. So I throw a lot of that stuff out there because I know if it can help me, it can possibly help someone else. And I get a lot of good feedback on it. And that, that means the world to me that I can help push that agenda on people, you know, the, of just positivity and working towards what you want. Um, you can find all my music on Spotify and Apple Music, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm actually writing a new album right now for next year. And uh, okay. I was uh, I was just writing right before, you know, we uh, hopped on this call. So mm-hmm. I'm always working, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can follow me on YouTube at Chris Bay and uh, just get videos from 12-year-old me talking about wrestling to modern-day clips from what you're missing on Impact to you know, implore you to watch the product and more stuff that we're doing. And then maybe the vlogs are coming back soon again. I did start filming some stuff, but I lost that footage. So I just got to film some more stuff, whatever. You know, you're living, you learn. Uh, one thing I don't do is well on the past. So I'm going to just yes. keep moving forward. Like we said, the future, the right now, whatever it is, I'm putting my very best work out every time I'm out there in front of no crowd right now. Uh, I'm giving my very, my very best of me. And if you thought 2020 was something, then Talk 2021 is just Talk that shit. I'm, I'm, I'm gunning right now for the X Division Championship. We're going to get that back. And who knows? You know, when the time is right, maybe we go option C. I call it option CB. And uh, we exchange that for world champions. But uh, I, I, will, I will be the, the face of Impact Wrestling in 2021. I will be one of the youngest world champions in history at the age of 25 next year when I capture the championship. And uh, that's what we're doing. Price of the brick going up. Price of the brick going up. We told y'all. We told y'all. We told y'all. Talk this shit, Chris Bay. Talk this shit, Chris Bay. Shouts to Chris Bay again. We, you blessed us, and that's why we had to bless the people on Christmas Bay with this episode. So shouts to you. Uh, fellas, let the people know where they can find y'all. Hey, man. Ilfan 7 on your social media choice, but more importantly, at Where's Buffy every single weekend. Shout out to Brock. Shout out to Diz. And it's one other guy I can't think about him. It don't matter. Man, I ain't shouting out nobody. We had Bay. We gave y'all this episode. Fuck y'all. Go open a present, nigga. <laughs> go, open some present. Go, go, go somewhere. Stupid, stupid. I'm at Cal on Twitter, at Black Wrestling on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. BlackWrestling.com is the website. And as always, you can find the Black Wrestling Podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spot. Wherever you get podcasts, we there. We on YouTube, too. You'll see if you should be watching this video on YouTube. You, you, if you ain't watching anything else, you damn sure watching this. Uh, once again, Chris, thank you. Impact Tuesday nights. Appreciate you on access. Hopefully, we see you with it with, with the X Division. I want to see you with the X Division title and the world championship. Yo, I, I want to see all, you the wear, goal, all the where all the titles like Slick Rick wear his chains. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I gotta, I gotta do some more shrugs, and I need a bigger I, neck before we do all that. 
them, them belts 10 pounds a piece. <laughs> Crazy. Happy holidays, everybody tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate you, Chris. Christmas Bay episode. We out. Peace. Peace.